Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast with me, Ian Luke-Jones. This is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community and today's guest is the ever so delightful Chrissy Kitchener. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher and wherever else you get your podcasts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show to give us a boost and help us get our name out there. Now it's time to go off script and find out Chrissy's true story about making stuff up. Okay, please welcome to the podcast this week's guest. It's Chrissy. Welcome, Chrissy. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi. Nice to see you, Ian. Yeah, it's great to have you here. Thanks for joining me today. My pleasure. Thanks for asking. Oh, you're very welcome. Now then, I like to jump straight in at the deep end with these things and jump straight to all things improv. So I'm going to be asking you, how did you get involved with Liverpool Comedy Improv? That's a very good question, Ian. Um, <laughs> basically, I did a Google search and looked for comedy in my local area and Emma Bird popped up. She did a, she had a class in Chester. This is pre-lockdown. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and that's how I got into it. And when was that? That was two years ago. Two years ago. And what what sort of spurred you on to think, yeah, I, I, I want to look for some comedy to get involved in? Um, <laughs> okay, so my answer to this question is a little bit deep, but, you know, this is how I roll. So I didn't, <laughs> I would say the, um, I grew up in quite a challenging family environment. There wasn't a lot of play and fun. Okay. And um then I was really blessed when I was in my early 20s. I had two gorgeous human beings that I was privileged to give birth to. And the fun commenced, you know. I yeah. just had so much fun playing with them. Silly, fun play is like my my biggest thing. And just, it was just, I just had so much fun. And then apparently part of the deal of being a mum is that they grow up and leave, which... <laughs> is a bit of a bugger really but you know it's in the contract <laughs> apparently you have to let them yeah i believe so, so. <laughs> and and in some ways they kind of took some of my fun with them okay um, and and they i'm very blessed they both live in scotland their work is taking them both up there oh, wow. um but it just when they left and went to uni and i just thought i've lost my fun i want i want where's my play and my fun yeah. and and I think, you know, you get, I got into the world, everything was very business, very money, very work and buying houses and just also flipping serious. <laughs> and, and that, you know, I say I was like a, a grown up in inverted commas. Yeah. And um, so I think once the kids left and I thought I need, I, need, I want some play. I want some fun. You know, that little part inside of you that just wants to be silly and have a laugh. Oh yeah, and, I know. I know that part very well. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I thought right, and that's that's what inspired me to look for something. And I found so lucky to have found Emma Bird, Liverpool Comedy Improv. So you were into it in the real world, and before we went into lockdown, how did you feel when we first went into lockdown about? Because at the time we didn't know we were going to be jumping online. So, did you think, oh no, I've had this wonderful thing taken away from me? Um, <laughs> I think I had more pressing things on my mind immediately, Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Um, so I, I did lose a family member to COVID. And okay. um, so that, there was a lot of, uh, obviously, my, my family safety, health and well-being. That, that were my initial concerns. 
Um, I'll be honest, you know, comedy was not forefront in my mind. Okay. Um, but then, you know, as as the sort of <laughs> the dust settled, as it were, and we realised, right, we're in this and we're going to be in this for a while, um, I saw quite a few things on Facebook that Emma was doing classes online. And yeah. um, and just, oh, my goodness, what what an amazing thing that's been. What a lifesaver. I just, it's very different to face-to-face. Yeah. But it's it's just as good, but in a complete in a, in a different way. It, that's my experience. And how did you feel going into your first online session? It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I, it was really nice because there were quite a few people um, from Emma's face to face group that were yeah. actually online. So that felt it felt and so that felt good. And there's something special, in my opinion, about the way Emma does it. And I'm sure lots of other people do it. But I've only sort of got experience of Emma mainly. Um, she makes it a very, very safe environment. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just the way she does it. And you, I've never felt under pressure. I've never felt uh, anxious in any way or that I'm not going to be enough. Or, it, you know, she creates an environment. Whatever you bring, it's okay. So, yeah, yeah. So I, I think, and that really transferred well onto Zoom. And I think conversations I've had with lots of other people when they talk about Liverpool Comedy Improv, and these are some people that have been off and done lots of other uh, companies as well, and they always say Liverpool Comedy Improv, they like because they feel safe and it always feels slick. <laughs> slick? That's, that's, I don't know if I'd describe it as slick. That's an unusual word. Right, I'll think about that one. (laughs) Uh, So with the move to online, have you had to tweak your style of improv at all? I don't think I've got a style. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm still developing. I'm I'm definitely on an inverted commas journey with my style, my, you know, my thing. Yeah. Um, It's it's definitely evolved online. I don't know. I'm just reflecting on it now. You've asked me. I think I'm more aware of it now it's online. Okay. Whereas when it was face-to-face, you're kind of putting on an act a bit more and you're in the moment. Whereas online, you're very aware of what you're doing, if that makes sense. Yeah, I guess. I've spoken with some people and they've commented on the fact that they can see themselves. That makes a big difference to what they're doing. Mm. How do you feel about looking at yourself while you perform? It depends on the day. If I put a bit of slap on and my hair's all right, I don't mind. <laughs> but if I've got a ponytail at the top of my head and <laughs> and my fleece, you know, dressing gown, it's not a good look. Um, so I think sometimes that can be distracting. Um, I, I recently in Zooms, I, do, I, I you know, I probably am a little bit. I don't know if it's a female thing or a vain thing, but you know, I can be looking at my hair instead of listening to what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Is my, you know, oh, look at that, my makeup's not quite. I find that can be a bit distracting. Okay. Just, does this jumper look all right? So I, I've started to minimise myself and just um, look at everybody else. And, and I've enjoyed that a bit more. Yeah. Does that uh, answer your question? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does indeed. <laughs> and if you, if you were doing improv at the Chester class, that was short form. Have you experienced any other types of improv like long form music improv things like that yeah i've done a course with john nugent nugent really Uh, really good guy very intelligent guy um and he talked a lot about um different stuff (laughs) 
<laughs> which was you know how to the, the different modalities involved in long form yeah and, and you know the pacing of it the direction of it that was really interesting um but yeah I, I'm definitely not a, an academic when it comes to comedy I just want to be silly and play and have fun and that's it and do you have any kind of performing background from when you were younger um I, um, I did I won in the um I grew up in Wales, in very Welsh Wales, in Carnarvon. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yes, very Welsh Wales. And um, what, what was that? They used to have an annual event, the Eisteddfod. The Eisteddfod. The Earth Eisteddfod. Yeah. And I did win. Did I win or did I come second? I'm not sure. Um, some kind of poetry recital. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that was my stage moment. <laughs> so, so, yes, vast experience, Ian. Can you still remember that at all? I can remember the moment. And it was really bizarre. Um, I completely wasn't there. I got up on stage. I was very yeah. nervous. And apparently I stood and recited the poem very, very well, but I had no memory of it. I just kind of woke up when it was finished. And it was really weird. I don't know what <laughs> that is. The um, the Earth I Steadford is a big part of my life because I'm Welsh and I grew up yeah. in Wales, um, yeah. but I also teach in Wales. I, I'm a primary school teacher outside of improv, and like the Earth is a big part of my life, particularly dance. I do a lot of the dance competitions and put children no. in dance competitions. Um, so yeah, the Earth I Steadford is. Uh, what kind of dance? Um, creative dance and mixed dance are my two main ones. So creative dance, it's more like a movement piece where you're telling a story, normally some okay. kind of Welsh tale. And then the mixed dance, you have to take uh, some different dance styles and mix them together in one routine. That's really interesting because on, when, um, when I was reflecting on what you may ask me and what I kind of, how I would answer what I would say, yeah, I, I, I'm a massive dancer. Oh, I you are? I am huge. It's it's awesome. like as big. It's it's almost as big, or if not a little bit bigger than comedy. Um, I do modern jive. Awesome. I've done dance courses, dance weekends, dance holidays, dance. And I just wonder if it's a common thing with comedians and dancers. Oh, I don't know. So, how long have you been doing the dancing? Uh, about eight, eight, nine years. I love it. Yeah. And what made you get into that? Was it? Did you just feel a call to the dance floor? Um, again, in my misspent youth, um, lots of clubbing it, lots of going out, lots of, <laughs> and that was fun. But the dancing, was, the music, and the dancing was the main attraction to me. And obviously, yeah. you grow up, you stop doing that. And I thought I still want to dance. So again, it wasn't a Google then; it was a newspaper in those days. All ah, right, okay. <laughs> Although maybe not quite. But, um, and there was a class in Chester, and I just went along, and and that was it then. Done. And a uh, set. So carried on online because i know some dancings have continued online yeah i've done i've done a couple of zooms it's been okay um i'm still in touch with my kind of crew my dancing teacher yeah. but everyone just can't I've, I've booked a couple of dance holidays and i've booked fingers crossed new year's eve dance who knows oh awesome um, yeah so we'll just wait and see on that one that's i do dance around the kitchen i get my tunes on and i have a good that you know you're having a good day when you're dancing around the kitchen. Yeah, there's something very freeing about dancing, isn't there? Oh, and, and the same with comedy. Yeah, they do kind of go hand in hand. It's that, it's a release, I guess. You get a release from it. It's a different part. I'm very, you know, like a bit business. My daughter always says it with a very serious, it's business, mum, you know. <laughs> um, 
business is very left-brained, isn't it? It's very logical, yeah. methodical, very, you know. But I think all the dancing and the comedy is very right-brain creative. I, I still don't understand where it comes from. I was on a, a class on Wednesday night and um, I'm inwardly laughing at myself because I had no idea what I was going to say and now I can't shut up. But, um, <laughs> but on Wednesday night, I was on one of Emma's courses and I'd had a bit of a rubbishy day and I was feeling a bit low. But which part of your brain comes up with it? I have yeah. no idea. It just comes, you know, I was doing a scene with somebody. We were in the moment. I've learned to really listen, listen to what they're saying and, and to hear the emotion that's offered. And yeah. my brain just come out with all this stuff and it was really funny. But where does it come from? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's a question many of us ask because we often surprise ourselves with what we say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so... You mentioned the Wednesday class. Is that the intermediate class? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yes. that will culminate in a show? Possibly. Emma's kind of mentioned Possibly. it. Possibly. Okay. Possibly. We're all having a think. Well, if there is a show, I will be in the audience watching. Oh, brilliant. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, because I myself came through the intermediate sessions. I did the last three before the one you're doing. I was a part of. Oh, Wow. And so you are you in the Oinkers? The Oinkers, yeah, I, I am. Yeah, I watched you a few weeks ago. It was oh brilliant. yeah, and that's that's where we formed. We did uh, a few intermediate sessions together, and then we were just like, yeah, let, let's form a troupe. So the Oinkers was born. And how is that? Do you know, it's really, it's really fun. It's just regularly meeting up with people that you know you like and you know you can create magic with and we're still we're still just testing the waters we're trying to sort of work out how how do we move forwards as a troop so we're learning things but you know emma trained us like to such a high level that we feel like really prepared and we're so excited about what we're going to do but yeah we're looking at how to go about sort of making shows happen and that kind of thing fantastic um, but yeah, we owe it all to Liverpool Comedy Improv. Yeah, she's a legend, isn't she? Don't tell her I said that. So just go back to your improv. How long do you think it was before you really started to think, oh yeah, I'm really good at improv or I really get improv? I'm, I'm not there. I, you know, I'm just going to be honest <laughs> with you. I'm not. I'm not. I've, I've, I've got the heart and the courage to have a go. Um, I think I think it's really evolved in lockdown. Um, I think just just little tweaks, you, you you know, one sentence that you pick up in a course just changes everything. Yeah. For me, and um, I think I realised that sometimes, you know, I heard um, was it Emma or was it Jen? I can't remember. Somebody said, you know, in imp in com you know, the in creating a safe environment, yeah. you punch up. We put we don't punch down. Yeah. And I realized that some of my um, you know, I, I thought I was quite good at one liners, but they <laughs> were quite punching down. Okay. They, they didn't make me feel good. Everybody laughed. Yeah. But I thought there's just something didn't sit right with me. And when I heard that, I was like, that's it. And just in this last two weeks, I feel a part of my brain evolving to punching up. Okay, that's cool. And, yeah, and Wednesday night was great fun. 
I really, I was in the yes and, and I was in the being for, and and it was just, I loved it. And I, I felt like a part of my brain lit up that hasn't been sort of accessed previously. So yeah. I'm quite excited to see wh where that goes. Oh, that's good. So in, in normal life, do you just like to throw one-liners into conversations? Um, honest answer. Um, this is something that improv is really helping with. I'm a bit of um, um like I said, I've come from a intelligent background, and I'm and I'm I'm learning a lot of how to be me in this world. Okay. And um, so confidence with my humour wasn't really a thing, um, but it, it it came out with my kid, and my my son said to me once, um, he said, Do you know what the saddest thing is, mum, is that me and Ashley are the only people that see you because I was you know I, yeah. I was so relaxed with them and playful and but with other people I didn't feel that safe to do that okay but I think that's changing now oh that's and good that's, to hear yeah it is really changing and I'm getting a bit cheeky and I'm getting a bit <laughs> um, but you know that we, we've done them um, family zoom during lockdown yeah Oh my goodness me! I have taken that to a whole other level. <laughs> <laughs> so I've done a surprise fancy dress. I've okay. been. Um, I played. I just and I stayed in character the whole quiz. Um, I dressed up in in a mad like fancy dress. At, uh, and then I came on the screen, and obviously, um, my son was with his girlfriend, and my daughter was with her boyfriend in different parts of Scotland, and me. And I was all dressed up and I was like, hello, I'm afraid Chrissy kind of make it this evening. My name's <laughs> Sophia, um, Sophia Wattlebosom, and I'll be taking the quiz this evening. Oh, <laughs> it was brilliant. It was brilliant. We had a lot of fun. So it's it's definitely given me more confidence to, to let that sign yeah. me out. And it it's not that funny sometimes, but it's really funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> I have that problem all the time. <laughs> I always think I'm being really funny and sometimes it's just tumbleweed going past and I'm like, I'm laughing. I thought that was really funny. And, and a new thing that I've become aware of, I don't know if you've got a take on this, but a new thing I've become aware of, I've got a little bit of a dark sense of humour too. Okay. And only, and it's not, I can say it, it's nothing, you know, you wouldn't want to say, but like there's a part of my brain, if I'm in a conversation with, you know, not with close people, obviously, but just random people, or I, you know, and, yeah. and people, it, it's very dark to say, oh, you know, I, I lost my, I lost my dog, um, you know, three years ago. And there's a part of my brain that goes careless. <laughs> yeah. As in, as, as in you couldn't find your dog, <laughs> Uh, so I, I, do you get that well i remember someone once said to me um oh, i had to put my dog down and i said why were they getting too heavy <laughs> and in the context it was a terrible thing to say because they were really upset but that was the first thing that just came out of my mouth <laughs> so you get me i 100 get you <laughs> have you found a place for that in improv or do you just keep that um I guess there is a place for it and it all depends on the people. So like, for example, if I was going to just an LCI drop-in session, I'd keep things to myself that I thought might not go down very well. But if I'm with the Oikers or I regularly improvise with Glossop Improv as well. So people that you improvise with regularly know 
what makes them tick, know what they accept. That's where you can throw in things like that, I think. Ah, good, good advice. Thank you for that. Yeah. So I might be able to uh, to use it moving forward. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, like, what I say, I think everything I say is PG. Because I'm a primary teacher, I sort of live my life PG. Uh, so I'm very conscious about what I say. Yeah. Uh, and even that, like, about the dog thing, it's not, it's not necessarily bad. It's just insensitive in that situation. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I'm um, glad you uh, you shared that with me. Thanks, Ian. That's all right. You're <laughs> welcome. There's a phrase I use a lot, and it's know your audience. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that's that. Yeah. Okay. There's so much for me to learn. So much for me to learn. Um, but I say this with very limited experience myself. You know, I'm I'm actually quite new to improv. You've been doing improv longer than I've been doing improv. Yeah, I think you've done more of it though in that time from what oh, I've seen. Uh, oh yeah, possibly. I mean, the last year improv has been my life, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's changed my life and it's changed my life for the better. Yeah, well, I, I think it can't not. Yeah, it's in, in my experience. Yeah, it's it's in some ways it's like a drug, and you just it leaves leaves you on a high and it always makes you wanting more. Definitely, definitely, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's. Um, I was listening to one of the other uh, podcasts that you've done with different people that I know from improv. Okay. And, and the word was used of life affirming, and I think it really is. Yeah, mm. it is. And for me, I couldn't believe that I'd lived so much of my life without improv. <laughs> and I was just like, nothing makes more sense. At school. You, I bet you have so much fun at school. How old are the kids you teach? Uh, so I teach nine and ten-year-olds. Oh, maybe not so then. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the best age. Year five primary is the best age. I, I love it. That's a cute age, actually. Yeah. Yeah, they're still keen to to want to impress. Oh. <laughs> um, and I guess I've always been around performing, and for a long time I ran a youth group for about seven or eight years, and we put on a pantomime every year. And that was with children from the age of sort of seven to 16. Oh, and wow. these were massive full on productions. And I would get to direct, choreograph the dances, um, you know, cast them, run all the rehearsals. I'd write the songs for it. And then at one point I actually wrote the show, the entire script. And then I started acting in it with the children because it just came <laughs> about. Pushing them out of the way. <laughs> Uh, it just sort of came about that there was this character that I ended up playing and it, it went down really well. And then everyone was like, oh, well, now you have to be in it every year. And it was it was oh, really fantastic. hard. Uh, but I had a great time and like some of the best uh, years of my life. And I was using improv techniques in a lot of the rehearsals with the children and things without sort of fully knowing it. I, mean, I did study drama when I was younger. But to me, what a lot of improv is was just warm up techniques for me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, but, brilliant. Uh, so, yeah, improv, it, it's just great. And just before we went into lockdown, uh, I did my first Liverpool Comedy Improv show the very night before lockdown, actually. I'd only been right. doing it for, I'd been doing it for about seven weeks at the time. And Emma let me do a show and it was incredible. But they had this this duo as the main event. I, I, I feel bad I can't remember their name, but they did long form improv and i'd never experienced long form improv and i was blown away by it i thought it was phenomenal and it's it's like a million miles away from comedy improv but 
like such such a skill like they, and they were awesome at it mm. so have you have you delved much into i know you said you've done things with uh, john nuyen have you watched much long form and how much have you done long form yourself um no um, not to say that i won't but i haven't as yet i did i did a bit of musical yeah with jen that was mind-blowing <laughs> i'm not i'm i can play the recorder that's as far as my musical <laughs> and um but it's a whole other level of that and yeah. and when that you know we kind of taught it and, and so you had the hour and you sort of you were being taught being taught and then she did she did one herself just to show you and it just blew me away it was like what you know on zoom you can see this person a lady just in a chair at a desk like yeah. we all lived and then she just does this thing and it was just incredible so whilst i don't think i've got the necessary musical um skills to do it i would like to try a little bit more of that yeah um, awesome definitely yeah but long from no i don't i don't I'm trying not to make it too much of a heady thing. Yeah. And just enjoy it, if that makes sense. So you, it sounds like you're a bit more like me in my approach, which I say is, I say I'm a lazy improviser because I'm not one of these people that studies the art. And I, mean, I do take classes here and there, but I don't go reading up on all the books and all the different techniques. I like to just rely on whatever comes naturally to me. So yeah, I, I think... I think I, to be honest, Ian, I learned the lesson with dancing. So I'm quite a good dancer. Um, I'm, yeah, I'd say, you know, I've been doing it for quite a while. I've took quite a few courses. I'm definitely a good enough dancer to have amazing dances. Yeah. And I got quite good. And then I thought, but then you you come and you watch the really good people and you're like, oh, my God, I'd love <laughs> to do that. And I started to take it a lot more seriously. Yeah. But then a lot of the pleasure went out of it. Yeah. And I just thought, am I doing this? You know, what I could have carried on, but I just thought I'm doing this for enjoyment and for fun. I don't want, I don't need to win competitions, you know? So I'm just yeah. going to go back to just loving it. So I think I've learned that lesson with dancing. Oh, excellent. And I think that is important because I think some people do start to get bogged down in, oh, I need to, I need to master this technique and I need to start going to that class and this class and, and it does, it takes the enjoyment away. And for some people, they don't want anything else other than I want to go for two hours and have a laugh. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and that may change in time, mightn't it? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, but definitely with you on that one. So when we sort of move forwards into some kind of normal again, when we are allowed to play in person, do you think that you will still play online? Because I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon, the online. Do you think you'll do a bit of both or just stick to one? Probably a bit of both, I would have thought. Bit of both. Yeah, yeah. What? The convenience of Zoom is amazing and you get to mix with, I know you actually only live down the road from me, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> but the, um, yeah, the convenience and the variety you know, I, th I think someone talked about um, in one of your previous podcasts about the diversity that it brings. Yeah. And I like that. Um, um, what you've just said there is actually quite interesting because I've spoken with so many people about how wonderful it is to perform with all of these people from all over the world. 
And I sort of take it for granted the fact that I get to perform with people that actually live just up the road that I never would have met before. Absolutely. And I am, I am, I heard someone mention, I don't know if you can tell, is, is there anything planned already for LCI for when the doors open? Is there something in the diary or? Uh, nothing I'm aware of. I'm sure, I'm sure there are plans ready to sort of, as soon as they say Great. go, that they'll say, yes, oh, let's go imagine? for it. I, can you imagine the first one? But I, I, I would say I'd be a bit um, in between. You know that few three weeks we had of kind of semi freedom with with yeah. regulations. I did go to Liverpool. They had an out, outside. Emma had an outside outside in the park. Yeah, like a small group of us. And oh my god, I felt so exposed because uh. I. I'd got into my comfort zone of my front room in this little screen. Yeah. I'd forgotten how vulnerable, you know, the vulnerability that it brings when you're actually in a room with people. Oh, yeah, totally. Especially in a park uh, where you're not even in a room, you're just a full public park. Yeah, well, it, I don't, it, well, it was just the, the eight people in the group and some of them looked really, really good. I was like, <laughs> oh, no, I've forgotten how to speak. But, um, yeah, I, that, I, it felt very exposing. So I think for me, it'd be interesting to see how that changes back. Yeah. You know? And it's it's interesting there where you say people look good because we do make assumptions about people. Sometimes you make those assumptions before they've said anything. You think, oh, they look like they know what they're doing. Or sometimes you see them just do one small little snippet of a scene and you think, oh, my word, how am I going to be in a scene with them? Yeah, and, totally. And, but everyone has the same thought process. <laughs> So the people that you're looking at thinking, oh, man, they're really good. They're probably thinking the same as you. And it's it's just a, a funny thing because I remember my first night, I was in Chester for the first night. That was my very first time going. And people were, were coming up to me and saying, oh, how long have you been doing this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, it's my first night. And they were like, like, no. That. And they were like, oh, no, I thought you'd been doing it for years. And I was like, well, I thought you'd be doing it for years because you were awesome. How long have you been doing it? And they were like, oh, I've only been doing it a few months. And I was like, well, I never would have guessed you've only been doing it a few months. So I think I think we've all got a little bit of imposter syndrome sometimes. Yeah, yeah that's a very good point. That's a very good point, actually. I've never thought about it the other way around in, in the context of comedy, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I think with improv as well, the the need to be funny there isn't actually a need to be funny and sometimes we put a pressure on ourselves oh i must be funny and it took me a little while to learn that and it was through many sessions uh with emma and conversations that i was having with emma and with other improvisers and then i realized oh yeah it doesn't need to be forced funny will just come naturally if it's meant to come yeah absolutely uh, and that's that's um yeah, I, I'd say I've recently making that transition myself, to be honest. that's It's kind of the pressure's off. Yeah. I just show up, I listen, and I yes and. And what comes, comes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I heard you do that Scottish accent before. That was very good, by the way. Are you, oh, you. Are you good Mrs. with accents? Mrs. Doubtfire. Was, <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. Many, many, many times watching that film with the children. Uh, are you the sort of person that will sort of bring characters to life through accents a lot? Uh, I, I, 
I, I think it's a family thing. We seem to have my daughter can do a wee spin. I think my son's working on it. But I think, as, as somebody mentioned to you before, it's sticking to it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've got you've got you've got to own it. You're in, and you stick to it. You know, after a couple. But I, I can. I'm very good at a Welsh accent. No, that's not Welsh. That's still Scottish. <laughs> very good at Scottish, and generally very good at Welsh. But obviously not today. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, I, I quite I quite like characters with an accent. Um, I would like to improve on that for sure. So how do you cope if someone throws a character suggestion at you and it's an accent that you've never done or you're unfamiliar with? How would you respond in, in that situation? Well, I have a little toolkit now, you see. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if I don't know what to do, I can actually say, I don't know what to do. <laughs> or, <laughs> If I don't really know what to do, I can also repeat what they've just said. Or I can just, you know, come up with something. I have I've learned a few little tricks and I haven't been in that situation as yet, luckily. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, so when you were younger, did you have any exposure to improv through things like Who's Lying to Anyway? Did you watch that when you were younger? <laughs> laughing. Uh, my parents were really, really super religious. Okay. So I did have I did have quite a lot of experience public speaking. <laughs> right. <laughs> because they used to go door knocking around the doors selling magazines and things like that. So I used to go trawling around with them and do a little and then we used to have little um in, in the church, they call it something else, but in the church, you know, we when we were younger, we used to go and give little talks at the front. So I think I did have experience of acting and being on the stage. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that in itself, just speaking in front of people, it doesn't matter whether you're eight or eighty. You know, it's it's a difficult thing to do. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah, funny. Um, so we used to. I tell you a little funny story. People don't know about this. So when when you see people like that are religious knocking the door and they've got little kids with them and they they feel sorry for the kids, don't they? It's like oh, but what you don't know, those little kids are hustlers. <laughs> so like we at the end of every street we all like when i was about six or seven all the little kids we'd group together we'd be like what did you get but like, well i got a marathon a banana and 50p what did you get oh <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah quite funny <laughs> uh so just thinking of comedy in general at the moment do you do you have any favourite comedians or any yes. comedians that you think yes. influence your style? Oh, go for it. Let's hear them. <laughs> big fan. Um, it's a bit you don't see him much now. Lee Evans. Oh, oh Lee Evans. Big fan. Absolute legend. Um, I loved Michael McIntyre's early stuff. Not right. so much. It can still be quite funny, but his early stuff was classical about having the kids. I really related to that. Um, Peter Kay, legend. Absolute yeah. legend, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I think I think that's, that's all spring to mind immediately, and uh, things like mock the week, who's lying is it anyway? All that yeah. I love the, the spontaneity. There's some really good women coming up in comedy as well now. Yeah, who do you like uh, out of the females? I can't think of any names. I knew you were gonna. Say... <laughs> <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as I said it, I was like, duh, can't think of any. But there's some quite funny women coming up now. Yeah, I quite like. Is she Australian or Canadian? Blonde woman, um, really good accent. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm not sure. She's had, she's got a kid, I think. Is it Catherine Ryan? 
Oh, ba- maybe. I know she's got a child. <laughs> uh, who else has just had a child? Amy Schumer's recently had a child. Oh, there we go. Catherine, Catherine Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> yes, it is. I like her. Oh, it is. Yeah, I think she's she's very good. Very good on panel shows. Yes, yes, yeah, definitely. What about uh, yourself? Who's your top, top favourite ones? Uh, I love Tim Vine. Tim Vine, What's he he, uh, he he's a one-liner like master. He loves one-liners. Uh, incidentally, my nana's least favorite comedian, um, but <laughs> but I'm a big fan. Milton Jones, he's another one. He's a bit more wacky than than Tim Vine in, in that uh, the way he delivers it. Like Tim Vine is like full on uh, in your face silliness, yeah. and Milton Jones is very laid back and. You have to think about what he says, but very funny. Uh, who's, I, who's the guy on um, Mark the Week? He's, he's, he's in his forties. He's got a bit of crazy hair, but he does the best one-liners. Do you know uh, who the that's guy? Milton Jones? Oh, is that Milton? Jones? Yeah, he's got he's got crazy fabulous. hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's brilliant. So, yeah, I can see why you like him. <laughs> and I think they're people. I've seen their material so much. And I like to I like to try my best to not steal other people's jokes. Uh, and I, the one thing I do do comedy wise is if I think of a good pun, I write it down. So I've got this massive list that I've just been accumulating and I put them out on YouTube now, just one joke a week. And I, I was really nervous about sort of plagiarizing other people's jokes without realizing it. But then I just had to sort of I've learned from improv. Oh, so many people think of the same pun that I would think of when we're playing the pun based games. So I was just like, the chances are, if I think of it, someone else has thought of it. So I shouldn't worry too much about it. Cool. Yeah. And is that how do you? So is that something you've got on on the LCI thing, or is it your own? Uh, that's just my own little thing. Uh, I've got a YouTube channel, and every Wednesday, it's called a humorous moment. It's just me delivering one sort of line or doing one little silly thing it goes out every wednesday um so that's a nice little plug for that thanks let's check it out uh my youtube (laughs) is uh just at ian luke jones and you can find me every monday i have a motivational monday video which is just me uh, giving an inspirational quote and talking about it and linking it to a song uh to try and get people starting the week off the right way (laughs) awesome (laughs) And uh, there's loads of improv videos on there as well, so you can check those oh, out. Cool. cool. Uh, how about yourself? Are you on social media where people can find you? And no, no, <laughs> no, no. I hide. I'm a, no, no. Just a normal. I'm not really a social media person uh, massively. I just I try and live life in real life. Um, but yes, yeah, so no was the answer to your question. <laughs> <laughs> so other than dance and improv. What interests do you have? Obviously, um, absolutely adore my grown-up children. Yeah. Um, they're tw- tw- my daughter's 31 on Tuesday. I am that old. My daughter is 31. Wow, you've just blown my mind. You don't look like you could have a 31-year-old. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. <laughs> um, and my, I did start very young. And um, <laughs> my, my son is 28, so okay, obviously... Cool. Yeah, absolutely adore them. And um, I don't know, I've got my own business. I work for myself. I buy houses and do them up. I quite enjoy that. Obviously, cool. I've not done much of that this last year. 
Yeah. Um, it's too volatile. I didn't really want to get stuck. So it'd be quite nice to get that going again. Um, for, oh, I've just started outdoor swimming. Oh, really? That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Wow. Proper swimming in the sea in like a little shorty wetsuit with with a socially distanced with a couple of other people. Yeah. Um, it's cold, but it's, I love it. So how did you get into that? Um, how, my daughter um, does it in Scotland. In Scotland, so, crikey. I know, it's really cold. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was going up to see them one time and they just said, why don't you get a wetsuit and bring it with you? And cause I, I've, I suffered from chronic fatigue for the last 23 years. Okay. And to, 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 it was really acute at first and then the last 20 years it's been mild. But it's kind of held me back from doing things. Yeah, and um, I've used the time in lockdown to work a lot on my health and well-being. So I've been on a right another inverted commas journey <laughs> with a, a private doctor, and and my health and vitality is starting to come back more than it ever has. Oh, excellent! So, so the reason I tell you that is because they never thought I would go and buy a wetsuit and go and do uh-huh. it. They just didn't think I would. And I showed up with a great wetsuit <laughs> and I did it and I loved it and I've done it regularly ever since. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, things like that are really helping get through lockdown, I can imagine. Oh, it's, it, I love nature. You know, if ever yeah. I want to feel at peace or, um, I mean, I do meditate and stuff, but being in nature, it just, just calms me down. You know, reminds me everything's yeah. going to be okay. <laughs> and, uh, and and the sea, I just love. I couldn't believe I was swimming in the sea, freezing cold last week. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. That's the bit that I can't believe. <laughs> the <laughs> loving honestly, it. W- within a few minutes, your body just adapts, and you're not cold. Your body's incredible. Yeah. Mm. My my brother did it a bit a while back, and I thought it was crazy because he was he was training for triathlons and, and things like that, and he got quite into it. But at one point, the like the bit of the race, it was in the River Dee in Chester. And I was like, oh, why would you want to get in there? It looks disgusting. <laughs> blame I've, I've been to, um, yeah, this, we, we live on the North Wales coast, don't we? So we're yeah. quite lucky. There's some really nice, be- beautiful spots. And then apparently there's like a map that will tell you where you can, where it's safe to swim and where it's not, as in bits in the sea and things. All right. Yeah. Awesome. I kind of grew up on the sea, so I used to swim in the sea a lot, mostly uh, because I would fall in. I was a bit accident prone on the boat. <laughs> but yeah, I spent a lot of time on a boat as a child and uh, a lot of time in the sea. Oh, nice. That sounds lovely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. It was a great way. It was a great childhood to have, you know, to be able to just travel around. Like, So I didn't go abroad until I was in my 20s, but I had awesome experiences just sailing around Wales. The Isle of Man we went to a lot. Island we oh. would sail to a lot. Fantastic. So. Was, was your dad the sailor? Uh, my mum was a sailor. Uh, your mum? Yeah, my mum. And she still is a sailor, actually. How cool is that? In fact, when she first retired, she she just hopped in her boat and sailed around the UK for like three months. She went... Oh, she sounds like a right yeah. legend. Yeah, yeah, she is. She's... Uh, and like, she was like... She was a teacher. She was a head teacher. And... She was someone that I thought was going to struggle when she retired because, you know, she lived for that job and she was so good at it. And I thought when she retired, she was just going to struggle because she wouldn't be busy. But she's busier than now than she ever has been. She's taught herself new skills. She sees people. I mean, lockdown has been 
been a difficult time. But even in lockdown, like she's got like an incredible garden now. <laughs> oh, fantastic! She keeps herself busy. Oh, that's lovely. I think I think people like that, you know, whatever life throws at us, we'll just, you know, you just you just create from it, don't you? Whatever base you're working to, you you learn. I've learned to create from it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. She sounds super cool. She's all right, I guess. <laughs> I know she's your mum. <laughs> Uh, so I've just seen the time, so this is pretty much going to be the end. I've got one question to ask just before we finish. And I want to ask, what impact has improv had on your life? Um, it's improved my self-esteem. It's improved my confidence. I think it's made me more relaxed socially. I think I, I have suffered from social anxiety in the past. It's right. really helped with that. Um it's kind of amplified that funny bit of my brain. So life isn't as serious. Yeah. You know, it just that, it just really vamps up that funny bit. So I see and hear more funny things in my day. Um, I definitely watch more comedy. I used to be a murder mystery or crime drama serial watcher. You know, the yeah. episode of NCIS I haven't seen. <laughs> now I never watch them because I'm, I'm laughing at the telly. Yeah. I'm watching different comedians live at the Apollo. I love. Oh um, yeah, awesome. You know, so so it's it's brought more joy to my life. It's given me more confidence to bring that joy to others' lives. Yeah. Um. It's that it definitely makes me happier. Awesome. Well, that is great to hear. <laughs> I <I'd> encourage <laughs> anyone, no matter how what their background, what their confidence, what whatever their perception of themselves is. Just, I'd say, give it a go. You know, I just, I for me, it's it added more value than I ever thought it would. You know, which is not bad for like eight quid a week or whatever we pay for a lesson. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is a great way to end. So I'm going to say thank you very much. It's been a great chat. Thanks for coming on. That's absolutely my pleasure. I've really enjoyed it too, actually. Oh, Thanks I'm glad. Very much, Ian. Oh, you're very welcome. All right. Take care. Bye. Well, thank you so much to Chrissy for that fantastic interview. I really had a blast with that chat and I hope that everyone listening enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed being a part of it. It really put a smile on my face, so I hope that it had the same effect on you. And also, uh, Chrissy did a great job uh, interviewing me a little bit there, so you found out a few things about me that you perhaps didn't know. And she's already given me the chance to plug my YouTube, so I don't have to do that at this little point at the end either. Thank you very much for listening and if you are interested in getting into improv or are already involved in improv and want to try out a different improv scene then all the info you need can be found at www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk You can also check us out on Facebook by searching for Liverpool Comedy Improv and on Twitter and Instagram we are at Live Comedy Improv. If you are a member of the LCI community and you would like to be a guest on the show, then please get in touch with me or with Emma Bird and we will make the arrangements as soon as possible. Don't forget, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a review, give us five stars, subscribe to the show. It's little things like that that help us get our name out there and boost the show. And please just spread the word. If you enjoyed this, if you tell one person and then they tell one person, then the 
great things will happen. Spread the positivity and thank you very much for everything that you do, if you do indeed go on and spread the positivity. But before I go, here are some words that are wise, wise, wise. Always remember, whatever the situation, to treat life like improv and yes and...